Hey everyone, and welcome to the Salt Lake Board of Realtors podcast. This podcast is designed to provide you with some interesting insight on the things you need to know in order to make yourself a better and more successful real estate professional. In this week's episode, our panel of experts discusses online services and third-party sites. Scott Robbins, I'm your current 2019 board president, and I've been selling real estate for 16 years. Jim Bringhurst, past Salt Lake board president, and I've been selling real estate for 23 years. Cheryl Acker, 2016 board president, and I've been selling real estate for 23 years. And I'm Amy Gibbons. I'm a contributing member at large of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors, and I currently sit as the vice chair for the Grievance Committee, and thanks for having me. Well, thanks for doing this. I think this is an important topic. I actually, when when you guys will read this month's uh, Realtor Magazine, you'll see my letter that I talked about it, and this is what happened, <clears throat> a situation where uh, someone in my neighborhood bought a house, and another neighbor came to welcome them to the neighborhood and the neighbor after the you know passing the exchanging numbers and saying here's where we live etc cetera, etc cetera, they said as they were leaving i can't believe you paid 505,000 for this house and the person who bought it was like how did you know how much i paid for this house they said oh we saw it on zillow so the person who just bought it went on Zillow and saw that their realtor who helped them buy it posted the sold price on Zillow. And that was very upsetting to them. So that came to my attention. And, you know, what, what the purpose of this podcast is, is one to say that I think you're actually breaking your confidentiality and fiduciary responsibility to your client when you post sold data on third-party websites. And that's really kind of what we're trying to make people aware of that. How would you like to have that phone call as a realtor when your client, who's supposed to have this happy time and they just moved into this new house, saying, hey, what are you doing advertising the entire neighborhood what I bought this house for? So that's kind of the purpose of it. I don't think many people know that it's wrong. Um, but so I wanted to bring this panel in and talk about it. I actually learned through a publication or some kind of posting from a broker that you can still post your sales data on Zillow, but withhold the price. So that way, those agents who are using Zillow to build their online profile can still get credit for the sale, but they do not have to share the sales price. And it's not obvious on the Zillow website that that's the case, but there is a way to still post that sale, take credit for the sale, but not include the sold price. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think, and that's actually exactly what I do, because you know, the public will research us as realtors. And they, you know, going to Zillow or third-party sites is definitely one avenue of doing that. So you can definitely, like you said, you'll see the Scott sold 20 homes last year. But you'll see the addresses, but you will see zero dollar signs on it. So you can still use that as a resource. But like I said, publishing the sold data is not good. So, And I was just going to say, uh, in some states where they are a disclosure state uh, where the sold data is disclosed uh, it, it makes it a lot more difficult for home buyers to work with the realtor because there's a lot of licensed agents 
that aren't realtors, so they're not held by the code of ethics, and they're putting a lot of their properties on these third-party sites like Zillow and Trulia, and they're not putting them across the MLS, and so it makes it more difficult for buyers as well as realtors because now they have to search two databases mm -hmm. to find the properties. Yeah. And then it becomes a problem when uh, when there's no cooperation as far as commission being offered, and so you have to negotiate that up front. It's just it's not as smooth as a system that we have. So I think you know once you start posting that sold data, um, you know we lose that relevance and it just makes it a lot more difficult for everybody and it doesn't necessarily protect the public. And I think it needs to be pointed out that when we're signing a buyer broker agreement and a listing agreement, it only states in there that they can disclose it to the MLS. It doesn't give any other authorization right, right. To, disclo to disclose on third party sites or in a postcard or anything like that. They can post that it's been sold, but they can't disclose the information. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, so the postcard thing, uh, you, you can say you just sold it, but you if it's your listing, you can put the price, right? Yeah, I'm getting nods here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say you can put the price, but it's probably not the best practice. I wouldn't do the practice. Just because of what you experienced, where yeah. it, it could ups it probably upsets the buyer. Because they, they might not want their neighbors yeah. to know. I mean, they could contact a realtor and get that information. But I'd rather have them go to, like, a trusted source where they could give them a little more information. Well, and I really think that we're the experts. We know the market. We know what the house yeah. was. We know, yeah. and we can explain all that without it being interpreted by the public and them thinking that they have a better knowledge of the market than we actually have. So Ooh, I think show. to that point, um, part of pricing a house, and if we're sharing our data with third parties, then the consumer goes, I have all the skills and resources I need. There are cheaper avenues or more, you know, the internet is available to all people. I can throw my house on the internet. But if we are the expert at pricing mm -hmm. and we are getting that from a private data set that is managed and owned locally, referring to utahrealestate.com, then it helps give us power. It gives us a, a competitive edge. But also, I think it's important, in the buying and selling of real estate, computers cannot do what the human intelligence has to be able to process. That is, is your house, um, can you scratch and sniff a house? <laughs> right and determine its price. You cannot. Yeah. It's not solely based on square footage, bedrooms, bathrooms, garage, and lot size. Correct. And that's all a computer can analyze. Right. And so when we overshare our data beyond a data set that is so comprehensive to the state of Utah, when we're oversharing that, then we are losing control um, unintentionally. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're giving the consumer a false understanding of what their home might be worth. I mean, one of the things that just concerns me is just that I would rather have the public go to, you know, utahrealestate.com, where we know the data is being policed and we can trust the, the data, um, versus going to one of these third-party sites where they don't police it and there's, you know, there's just there's rampant fraud. I remember going to a conference in Florida probably like five years ago it was tied to the MLS, and they were showing us examples of listings that were basically made up. 
and agents were putting them, taking like a picture from Fort Lauderdale and making up an address in Orlando and using the pictures from another house that was actually listed and they're basically just doing that so they can you know, generate to buyers. Yeah. Wow. And that that's the stuff that, you know, just that I don't like, you know, and I just uh, le- recently listed a couple of duplexes and in the comments on our MLS, I put you know, no sign on property, do not disturb the tenants. And I, all of a sudden I was getting calls from my tenants saying, who are all these people, you know, pulling in our driveway and they were knocking on their doors. I couldn't figure out why I went to Zillow and in the comments it only had like the first sentence and didn't have all the comments that said do not disturb my tenants and so I think there's just so many things that we have we can't control and so that's why I would like to where I would not want to help them because I would like the public to go to the trusted source. Well and I also think it's important to note that if they go to a third-party site and pull up the property there is no compensation agreement like there is with utah real estate it's already there once it's on the mls they've already agreed to pay you as the buyer's agent and that's not there if it's listed on on some of these other sites zillow truly a ksl so i make it a point um when i'm talking with my clients and they say hey i'm looking on this third party site for houses i really like these three houses and i said great listen you're looking on a third-party site that's actually owned by a software company. They specialize in making their website beautiful. But locally, in the state of Utah, if it's a person coming from out of state, we actually don't use the third-party sites as our MLS. We have a very powerful local MLS. And these are just talking points. I have a canned response for people. It's not even intentionally canned, but the conversation happens time and time again. And I let them know, you know, utahrealestate.com is the most comprehensive data set, and it's managed by realtors in the state of Utah. I want to go back to a point you said about giving away our data. I mean, we this year at the Salt Lake Board have talked about uh, be the expert, use an expert, use a realtor. And when when we give away our data, we're devaluing one of the critical pieces that we bring to the table. And, I mean... I understand why people do it because they're like, well, that's how I get leads or whatever it is. But in the grand picture of things, you're really, I think, hurting our industry by giving away our data. So that's the one that that's a great point. I wanted to point out what Amy said. Second thing is that this literally happened to me yesterday. This a client called me or shot me an email and she goes, "Hey, I want to know more about this property." And I, of course, go on the MLS, can't find it. Where did you find it? Oh, it's on Zillow. So. I do a history search. It sold in 2016. Yep. Yeah. And they were like, we're, we're leaving work right now to go see it. We'll meet you there. And I'm like, um, it's already sold. So. Yeah. And that's actually a violation with the division. If you're advertising, if you're advertising a property that you don't have a current listing on. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing with Utah real estate. Once it goes under contract, it's removed. But you, you're you're setting yourself up. You have that exposure, mm-hmm. and I think the other thing that you were talking about, as far as giving the data, the risk you run is, you know, the consumer might not be able to interpret that data correctly, mm-hmm. and so that kind of opens up 
issues. Mm -hmm. So I think at this point we might have people listening going, oh crap, I've uploaded a lot of sold (laughs) data to third-party sites. And um, before coming to the podcast, I had that same epiphany. (laughs) So um, I'm actually, I've done some research and I haven't looked on all the sites, but Zillow specifically, um, when I first loaded my cells on there, I did it with a spreadsheet where you send it in and they upload it for you. But um, I was able to confirm that you can actually go through and delete the sold price. Um, So you still have control of that data right now. I'm sure as Zillow catches on that agents, especially in the state of Utah, are deleting their sold price, they (laughs) might turn off that functionality. But right now, that is an available um, option. Well, and I think just doing what you did, and it's also about, you know, educating our members. So when I discovered this happened, like I said, this neighbor came and talked to me. Um, I called that realtor on the other side who did it. And they were just like, I had no idea. I just want to get credit for it. And it, the, the questions, uh, you put the address in, and he goes, well, what would you sell it for? I just put in the number. You don't have to put it in the number. And so right. almost, yep. almost, you know, I'd say for the most part, when I talk to the realtors about look at what you're doing, this is how it's affecting us, they go, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. So let's say, because uh, this has happened to me, I go in to the website and I put that I just recently had a transaction and it's and, and the address is already populated with the sold price and the only way that got there is because the buyer's agent did it so I change it to zero call the buyer's agent and go hey don't do this so it, it we just need to take care of it ourselves we need to police ourselves and we just got to educate everybody about it yeah. well and i agree with amy too educating our clients as well that it's not the go-to and it's not the best thing um and it, they have more misinformation than anybody and i think that they need to learn that and the great example is it's not there and pretty soon when your clients keep calling you and saying i want to see it and they're, they're not there they're not there they're not there then they'll finally kick in and say i guess you were right from the beginning that's it for this episode. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast and help spread the word. If there's a topic you're interested in, hey, let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter at SL Realtors or on Facebook at facebook.com slash SL Realtors.